Hello and welcome to episode 81 of the Nintendo Switch UK podcast. I'm Mike. I'm Al. And I'm Anton. And Anton, we just have to point out that both Al and I have our mugs. Our Nintendo Switch UK podcast mugs are here. And for those watching live, they will see us holding them up. They look delightful. (laughs) Coffee tastes slightly better in them. Uh, The funniest part of this is, and I'll explain this, Anton doesn't have a mug yet, but he's created his own one. Uh, Just explain what it says on your mug there, Anton. What have you um, done? You know, it's made from high quality uh, British (laughs) paper. Um, it has the one provolone scripture of NSUKP. Um, it will maybe survive one wash, but I wouldn't put money on it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's a, but at least you have the nice cool ones and they're looking quite slick if I don't they say are so lovely. myself. Well, the funniest- I promise you will get yours soon. I, just, I need packaging to arrive and weirdly a packaging company couldn't deliver me packaging. It went lost in trans- <laughs> That's kind of ironic, really. <laughs> that is a proper Alan- Alanis Morissette moment. That um, I will say, Anton, that what's very, very funny about your mug is the fact that you actually are the designer on the mugs. Um, and, and the fact that you're the only one that doesn't have one that that is particularly um, a cruel fate it it's also a bit of an Alanis Morissette moment I'm also uh, intrigued what is what is that character there which I presume is Mario what is he holding what is coming out of the side of him um, at the, the amiibo it's like a fireball so <laughs> oh Cool. It's like a silhouette of the Amiibos. Well, yes. we should probably, for those that don't know, we should probably tell people how they can get their hands on a mug. And the very simple way is to sign up to be one of our Patreon supporters. If you join up at the N64 tier, which is our tier where you get everything, after six months, you will get one of these mugs. You'll get a gift. Uh, the the people that came across to our N64 tier but had been with us already for several months, uh, they got one when they came across. Now, for everybody else, it's six months, which means that as soon as you join, and it's the same, those people will also get a different gift in six months so here's the good thing there's loads of free stuff and it's only i think our top tier is like nine dollars a month which is what like seven quid or something now something like that we're terrible business that's all I yeah we, we, we changed it all to make it much cheaper but also give you more content which was kind of ridiculous we've done 154 podcasts all in all um, and considering we're on episode 81 that shows you how much extra content there is with other stuff yeah, and you know we we started the the Patreon what February, so it isn't like we've been doing it for the entirety of those eighty one episodes. I think we were at episode fifty once we started that. So uh, true leaps and bounds of just content, 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 and uh, then we do live streams, and we're going to be doing a our kind of weekly extension chat show. Uh, not what what's the exact date if anybody knows? So the, not, the next. The next one, well, normally we do it the first Monday of the month, so uh, that would be tomorrow, but this week we're going to do it in, in a week's time, which will relay to all our Patreons in one of our other podcasts, Last Call, but it is a monthly one where we uh, basically open the mics and we have a chat, and we, we did a quiz last time, which was a lot of fun. Um, there's also the prequel, Anton, as well. That's another Indeed. fun one. I always enjoy the prequel. Yeah, you get about six months early if you join us on our SNES tier, which I believe is five pounds, uh, five dollars. Uh, five dollars, yeah. And yeah. you know, 
I think, to be honest, we're, we're slightly slow in getting it out to everyone else. So you're even getting extra free months for the same <laughs> price. <laughs> yeah, we haven't even got it out to the, the general public yet, but we will at some point. So even if you don't join us on the tiers, then of course, we really appreciate you listening every week. It's just all that extra content can be there and it does really help us run the show, basically. All the money goes back into making sure uh, that we keep doing what we're doing and, and try and build on it. And uh, you can find out more if you want to read all about it. We're quite open about everything. If you head to nsukp.com, uk forward slash support dash us or just head to nsukp.co.uk get all the details there um as well as that al i was having a look i think we're on 59 five-star reviews on uh apple podcasts i really really want that one more to get to 60 <laughs> five-star reviews obviously uh, I, I can't do it there's a time no, and we, I can't do it. But there was a time we I think we had the same number of reviews as we did a number of episodes, and that was really cool. I would love to get caught back up again. But I'll take one more and get yeah. up to 60. That would be awesome if you can log on to Apple yeah. Podcasts and leave us a review. Very, very, very helpful to us. Cause it yeah, I mean, you can get a point. It is a lot. You can get the podcast from from wherever you get your podcast, but Apple Podcasts is the place where, you, where they tend to do reviews. So uh, if you could... If you do listen to the podcast and you enjoy it, if you were able to jump onto Apple Podcasts, look for us and leave us a wee five stars. That would be great. And we'd really appreciate that too. Those are, the, those are the ways you can help us. I know I'm putting words in people's mouth by saying five stars, but we do appreciate it. And it does really help us because it actually helps us more than anything, Anton. Just get up the ranking so other people can, can find out about the podcast. Yeah, it's really fortunate thanks to the, the you know the kindness of everyone. We're actually like sitting there next to some real big dogs when you search for us, which is real just flattery and it's like kind of validating. It's like, oh, we're doing something and it's working. But of course, we, we, we love it because we've been doing it for way too long <laughs> to not be loving no. it. <laughs> well, exactly. That is it. Um, now, there was a huge event this week in Nintendo World Land, and uh, I, not in the actual Nintendo Land in Tokyo, uh, but in the world of Nintendo, there was a huge, momentous uh, event oh. this week, right? Online. I, I, I must have missed this. Like, yeah, I haven't heard uh, it's something to do with some plumber or something, <laughs> but we're not going to talk about that yet because we're going to talk about that in complete depth in about five minutes because we've got so much to talk about there. But before that, so don't mention that right now. I want to ask you what you've been playing this week. I'm going to start with uh, Anton. Oh, uh, Animal Crossing, of course. I finally paid off my mortgage and then I bought another mortgage and managed to pay that off. So uh, really just being rich, I got real lucky on the stock market. Um, You know, who would have thought this game was for children? But apparently it is from the sounds of that. (laughs) Yeah, if Um, only you could translate that to real life, Anton. (laughs) I know, it's a, you know... You, you buy Animal Crossing for practice. That's that's what I'm going to tell people. But uh, that's been about it. I've had kind of a, a quiet... Oh, a lie. I, I played Borderlands for the first time. Borderlands Ooh. 2. On the uh, Switch? Not, not on the Switch, sadly. Um, it was about like a pound per game on Epic Games launcher mm-hmm. on PC. So I did the cheap route to give it a go. All right. Well, what's your verdict? I really enjoyed it. It's, um, I don't think I could ever play it single player. Because I, I felt the the storytelling was a very much like go off and shoot things storytelling. Go off and shoot like it wasn't very integrated. But as a you know fun four player go out with the, the you know a couple friends and just mall up things, run things over in cars and collect guns. Tons of fun. So you know I'm starting to get slightly cheaper now on the Switch. So might pick it up. But how about yourself, Alistair? Have you been playing much this week? Um, I've played a couple of things, although interestingly when you're talking about um, about that, I played it on uh, PC as well. I only ever played mm. the single player, but I found the story moved along at such a pace 
I had no idea what was actually supposed to be happening in the story. I was just running around shooting stuff. It was, yeah, Borderlands 2 was was interesting. But I never went back to it. I played maybe about an hour at the most and, yeah, done. Fine. Um, but no, this week I played the demo of Unrailed. Have you guys played that at all? On the no. Unrailed. No. It, it was good fun, but I have no intention of going by the full game. It's a, it's a little wee, I would call it a puzzle game, but there's a train on track that's going to run out of rail and it's going to crash and you basically you you and you control a little bot or you can do it multiplayer which I think is much more fun and you chop down wood and you chop down metal and you build more tracks in front of it and get to the station without it crashing and I think in multiplayer it'd be quite good fun as a single player experience meh didn't really rate it uh, and that's my usual I've been playing Mario Kart and I've been playing Lego Marvel Superheroes <laughs> how about you Mike you've probably played everything under the sun because you always no, do no I've, so. I've, I'm flying through Paper Mario at the moment I've, I've played quite a bit of Paper Mario the last couple of days and back to really enjoying that I have this, it's a weird thing like it's one minute I, it's my, the best game I've ever played the next minute I'm getting really frustrated and bored with it so it's a real kind of up and down thing um, but it's uh, I'm nearly, I'm, I think I'm fairly close to the end now I'm about 25 hours in so surely I mean I am quite slow with games is probably a 20 hour complete but never mind um and also the other game i'm trying to finish this week as well is um is uh, it deadly, deadly premonition. premonition there deadly we go premonition. it's oh, yeah, always deadly premonition <laughs> well yeah it's but i've got i've made some good progress this week as well because last week i did nothing and that was my aim this week i've actually made good progress in both i also finished the first season of twin peaks whilst also playing deadly premonition in between episodes which is what i'm continuing to do because uh, basically they have the same character so uh, mm. That's been a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, enjoying both of those. Very different games, but I want to get through them for reasons that, that we're going to talk about in a minute and, and many, many other games as well. And there's a decent sale at the moment as well in the eShop. Oh. So. Um, one thing I want to quickly ask about before we shuffle on. Al, mm. happy birthday. Have you uh, oh, yes. busted into your magnificent gift that you, you certainly need to tell us all about? Uh, yet my wonderful other half may have massively indulged and bought me the Lego NES system. <gasps> which is currently sitting in a box upstairs waiting for us to open it. Uh, I have been... We, we undertook a 2,000-piece jigsaw puzzle this week. Wow. <laughs> we finished the 2,000-piece jigsaw puzzle, but it took up the floor of the whole living room, so we thought we'd wait until that was done before embarking on the epic build that is going to be the Lego NES, which I'm so excited about. <laughs> it does look really cool, I've got to say. And also, happy birthday means that you're now a year older than me again, which is fantastic. It does. Yes, you young whippersnapper, you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's me. Um, for at least the next month and a few days, at least. But, uh, but even still, but no, that's um, that does look great. I've got to say, I think you're going to have a lot of fun with that. Yeah, yeah. I also got a twenty-five pound uh, Nintendo gift card, and it's already been spent. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, what did you oh buy? My God, I may have pre-ordered something. All oh, right, okay, we'll talk. Sure, about we're about to talk about it. Um, <laughs> do you know what I did pick up in the shop in the eShop today for about pound fifty or maybe less? Was uh, was it behind the irony curtain? The point and click. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Picked up. It gets it's pretty good. good reviews. It looks like my kind of game. And to be honest, for the price, have you played it, Al? I, I played it and I really yeah. enjoyed it. The point and click one, based yeah. in Matryoshka. Yeah, really, yeah. really good. Yeah. It's not a long game, but it's good for the for <laughs> great value for money. I really enjoyed it. It's funny. Good. good. All right. Well, I want to talk about that, but there was, well, there was a couple of other things happened this week that we might want to talk about a little bit. So uh, I think with that, it's time for us to move on to this week's news. Tell us. So, is it just me, or did this news come out of nowhere? I mean, it was left field. It was I didn't even know it was announced until all of a sudden I saw the internet exploding about the announcements. Okay, so, yeah. let I, me... Sorry, Anton, <laughs> what were you going to say before no, I no, tell you what we're talking about? It's completely crazy just how left field it was. I was on a, a business call, and then they're like, oh, yeah, you're, you play Animal Crossing. They're, they've done uh, some limited edition uh, 
like uh, Animal Crossing. Like, there's an Animal Crossover crossing, uh, a crossover coming. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And they're like, oh, wait, this is coming to this way. I was like, okay, something's happened. <laughs> it was just like all over spilling on life. It was madness. Well, here's the thing. We knew they were going to do something because it was Mario 35-year anniversary. We knew something was coming. We knew they'd probably use something like a direct. We didn't know if that was going to be the way the way they'd go, but they did, and they did it in style. And it came out of nowhere this week, and it was the Super Mario Brothers 35th anniversary direct. So what I'm going to do, because I'm sure everybody knows what was all talked about, but just in case, I'm going to run through everything, and then we're going to. In fact, we'll we'll talk about it bit by bit, but we're going to not spend too long on some of them. So the big ones we'll talk about, and then because there's so much, we couldn't believe how much they crammed into this. So. Starting off, Game & Watch Super Mario Brothers coming out November the 13th for forty four ninety nine. New colour screen. It's got Super Mario Bros. 1 and 2, a clock, Game & Watch ball game as well, which is like the original, and 35 hidden touches because 35 years um, that you've got to find when you get it. This is classy. It looks great. It reminds me very much of those classic Game & Watches because that's what it's based on. They've made it very much a 2020 thing that people want. It's going to be a collector's item for a while. Um, I hope they don't overpopulate the market with them so that they don't become like, you know, like the NES Mini where suddenly the prices drop too much. Um, but I think this is really cool. Um, and I think lots of people have already gone and gone out and bought it. I've just held off because I'm going to try and sort of drop some hints for a Christmas present maybe. But I do like the, uh, the look of it. Uh, Al, I'm going to come to you first because you're the cynical one amongst us. What's your thoughts on the Game & Watch? I love the fact you know where I'm going to stand on this without me even opening my mouth. <laughs> Just a sneaky yeah. suspicion. Listen, I, I get where they're coming from. They're very much playing on everybody's nostalgia for these things. And yes, it's a nice little retro nod where it all started. But to me, this this one felt like it was just a money grab and was completely and utterly kind of pointless. It's one of these things people are going to spend a fortune on. They're going to go, oh, this is great for five minutes. And it's going to get lost in a box and never get played with again. And it's a novelty that Nintendo's going to make a lot of money on. This is one of two things that annoyed me in this announcement. Love the rest of it. Yeah, and, and this is where me and you differ because, Anton, I felt differently about this because I love it. And I think that it's, um, I think it looks quality. It, I loved the game and watches as a kid. I remember lots of people having the game. They weren't the fashionable thing then. They would have been around for a while, but I can remember people having them and always wanting to have one of my own. Never did. I mean, the games in them were, by, even were by rubbish. those standards, they were rubbish. I had but, one. It was yeah, rubbish. <laughs> yeah, but it didn't matter. You just wanted to have one. And it's just that effect of having it. I love this. And I think that, I think you're right to a point. I think it is a bit of a, you know, we know people are going to buy this. It's a limited edition thing, but I think it's really cool. What is your thoughts on this, Anton? Because you, you're quite rational with these things. Yeah! You know, <laughs> Alistair is completely uh, rational. Me, uh, sensible. No, um, you know, I get what you're saying, Al. Um, like, I find it funny seeing how beloved this has been compared to the Game Gear Micro that was announced a couple months back for the same price plus four games. Uh, but at the same time, I love how well done the execution was. It, there doesn't appear to be any rough corners or, and I think the price is decently fair. They could have charged a lot more, I think. I, I'm chuffed. I like it. And to be honest, I, I think the it's probably not going to be open to most instances. It's, it's going to be on the shelf, sealed, and then, you know, like in 20 years are going to pass and the, the owner's going to, like, lose the house and the, their wife will leave and then they'll be like, I'll open it for some joy. And then they'll be happy <laughs> that we bought it. That's my theory. Yeah. <laughs> 
I, I do. I, I kind of with you on this, Anton. I think it's, you know, for me, I think it is novelty, but it's also, it's a retro mm. thing that they haven't done much of. And I think that's what's got people's imagination on this is that we haven't seen this yet. You know, it's not like another redone version of the NES or something. It is something a little bit different. And I think the games they put in, put in with it are decent. I think it works for what it is. Probably would end up getting, you know, dusty in the loft, though, if I bought one, to be honest. But I would love it to start with and I'd probably, you know, occasionally have a go. But uh, I do think they are very cool. And I think for certain people, this will be a real winner. So anyway, look, we've already talked too long about one thing. We've got loads to get through. So let's move on to the next one. <laughs> We're going to talk about the big ones first because they are the ones that we want to talk about. Um Okay, Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury coming out on the 12th of February 2021. I'll throw my hands up and say I have already pre-ordered this. Oh. <laughs> Even though I've completed Super Mario 3D World on the Wii U. Um, the Bowser's Fury part I think looks ace. I think it's really good. I'm happy to go and play 3D World again, probably co-op or something. I know you've completed it as well, Al, so you're not too bothered about that. Um, Anton, I'll come to you first. The Bowser's Fury part didn't give too much away, but I have the impression that there's almost like a whole game in there. Yeah, you know, at first I was like, because we, we had other rumours of what else we'll discuss later. And I was like, who's going to buy 3D World again? And then they showed off that hint of Bowser's Fury and it was like, oh, it's open world. It's kind of dark and gloomy. I was like, I'm the one buying 3D World again. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm, I guess I'm already £45 down the, the drain with the 3D World. And, and But in all fairness, though, I think this game will work better on Switch than it did in the Wii U. I think, you know more people have more controllers for the Switch than they did for the Wii U. Mm -hmm. So playing this game co-op, I think, could be tons of fun, wouldn't you say, Al? Uh, I do. And I think it's actually probably a stroke of genius releasing it on the Switch. Because all you've got to do is look at the sales numbers of Mario Kart 8. <laughs> I mean, Mario Kart 8 was on the Wii U. Not many people had a Wii U, so this is a great way to bring what is a really, really good Mario game to probably a whole new audience. I think it's it's fantastic. And then for people like Mike, who have already completed it, there's this little extra little nugget, which might end up being huge, of, of an incentive to go and buy it again. Case in point, I mean, I, I've completed it, and I I liked it, but it's not my favourite Mario game, and I probably won't go out and buy it just to get Bowser's Fury. I might nick it from Mike. I mean, that tends to be my Sounds MO, about right. Sounds about right. Always with but the But I do think it's a good idea. Um, no, actually, I think that getting this, um, you know, because I'm with you, Al, it wasn't my favourite ever Mario game. Definitely not by any stretch. But I did enjoy it and I thought it was an enjoyable experience. I think in co-op it's particularly good. Um, but I just, again, I just feel like it's the kind of game that, you know, you can pick up and play it quite easily. I think it's a kind of adventure game that doesn't, you know, it doesn't stress you out too much compared to some other games, although there are stressful moments. I think that clock is quite stressful, to be honest. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, Bowser's Fury does look good. I'm excited for that. So, yeah, I think it's a really good move. One that we predicted. I think we'd all kind of seen it coming, but it makes a lot of sense, especially, as you said, with the with the Wii U uh, not being the biggest seller. Next up, they also, for this, the same, they, they announced Cat Mario and Cat Peach uh, Amiibo. So we won't linger too much on that one because, obviously, you know, that's an extra thing. Uh, Anton, anything you want to add to the uh, Amiibo? They're anything? super cute. I, I wish they put fur in them but they look super cute nonetheless <laughs> yes I thought you would like them next up uh, they also announced Super Mario Bro Bros 35 coming out on the 10th of January uh, no is that the 1st of October 1st of October sorry yeah you've got American, American. <laughs> it's the American days so of course because it silly. Blew <laughs> Throws me off every time. Uh, all the way through to the 31st of March. I was thinking, I'm sure it wasn't as long as that till we get to play it. Uh, it's a new Battle Royale extravaganza. It's free for online members. It's Tetris 99, but it's Mario uh, Al. And I think this looks great fun. Although I'll be terrible at it. 
ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomized genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now. Oh yeah, I'll be I'll be on the same page as you. I will be terrible at it, but it's. I mean, I'm struggling to wrap my brain around exactly what you're doing because the demo just looked slightly insane that they showed us on the screen with, you know, weapons and we- enemies appearing on each other's screens. But I'm desperate to go and give this a shot because it's Mario. It's competitive Mario with 100 people online. But they can't speak to you, so therefore I can't get annoyed at them in quite the same way. And I think this is just quite good fun. What do you reckon, Anton? Oh, yeah, I'm I'm really loving the look of this one. It's weird. It's such a curveball, but makes so much sense. Uh, I'm gutted that they're like making it limited time. Uh, I know we've got a couple of other limited time stuff that we're going to talk about, but in those instances, you know, you can at least buy it and keep it. I want this forever. Um, I don't want them to take this away from me, but nonetheless, it looks really fun, Mike. I think it's great. And, um, you know, I think, again, the theme of this uh, whole direct was that so many things were so well done. I'm really surprised at this. Did not expect this at all. This is one of the big surprises for me. And I think the fact that it is available for online members for free is is a brilliant little touch as well. Obviously, the proof's going to be in the playing of it. I think it's going to be one that some people are going to absolutely love, but uh, other people are probably going to give up quite easily, like me, I would think. But I think it's great, you know, and Al, I would suspect. Next up, now, I'm going to come to you first, Al, on this one. Uh, Nintendo have announced Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. It's coming out on the 16th of October. It's going to be £99. It's got AR Kart Racers. Uh, well, it is an AR Kart Racer for the Nintendo Switch. That's how they described it. Um, we, If you've not seen the trailer, I suggest you go and look at it. But it's like combining ideas of Skeletrics in the living room with a Nintendo Switch. Um, Al, thoughts? Mmm. Mmm. Mm. So I know you and I are going to differ on this, partly because we <laughs> briefly mentioned it when we were in a park earlier on today. But other than that, yeah, I I looked at this and went, okay, the demo they showed us there of a nice little cart fitting perfectly into someone's living room where they've got one, wonderful wooden floors and it all worked lovely. I thought, yeah, sure, that looks nice. But in reality, people's living rooms aren't like that. They've got carpets and rugs and pets and stuff. And then you've got these little carts which are going to have batteries in them. They're going to get clogged up with junk. And I mean, trying to, I just think this looks messy and a kind of quirky but annoying and I just I want it to go away. Give us okay. a new Mario Kart. I don't want that. I'm going to give you my thoughts before we go to Anton. First of all, I think this is great and I love it. Um, it's combining Skeletrix and Mario Kart together. I just think it's such uh, an well, ingenious... it's not Skeletrix. It's a remote control car. It's an it's ingenious... Let me finish. It's an ingenious idea. <laughs> um, and not just that. What you've got to remember here, Al is that this is this is very much... Think about the houses in America. They're 10 times the size we have, right? So straight off, you've got people in America with, you know, they've got their garage that's a games room. It's a common thing and it's, you know, a lot of big houses in America. So space-wise, yeah, you're right. Some people, it's not going to be right for them, but it's also going to be right for a heck of a lot of people. It's also 
the perfect way for someone who isn't into video games to get them to play Mario Kart and to get them to enjoy and go, oh, this is actually a lot of fun. And even if it is gimmicky, it's such a cool gimmick. I mean, what in a, what world do we live in when we can play Mario Kart with real carts rolling around the front room whilst watching it I on a... I've got to disagree. I think it's easier to get Anton's someone turn. to play, video games speak. To play Our, Mario Kart than do that. Okay. Originally, I looked at this, I'm like, I'm never buying that ever. But then I was like, hmm, if I was a kid, this would be the coolest thing in the universe. And then I was like, at yourself, Al, where I was like thinking of when I lived in, was a kid, and I was like, hmm, if that was in my house, uh, I would just be chasing the cat around, and then it would get clogged with hair and destroyed. Uh, so I want it exactly for that purpose. I'm excited to watch all the, the YouTube videos of, of them crashing off the stairs and just the, P, the POV of it chasing a cat around the living room. I think science is incredible. <laughs> and this is the thing, right? So Skeletrix was like that. Like, I remember playing that, playing Skeletrix as a kid. And, and you know, I was never, I could never get it to wait, play the way that it looked in the TV adverts. It never worked because I wasn't very good at it. And, you know, that, it's going to be the same thing. It's the same concept. It's probably in practical terms pretty terrible, but it's a great gimmick. And I think I'm all for it. And I think people are going to love this. I think this is going to do really well. I don't think it's going to change the world of gaming. I just think it's it's a toy, isn't it? It's like an yeah, extension of taking the kind switch. It's like to- Labo in many ways, where it's, you mm-hmm. know, a flawed concept for a lot of us, but there are just some people where it's just going to light a spark for them they're going to get on Christmas Day and they're going to be in their manor taking it through the, the courtyard and they're going to be loving it <laughs> well, we'll say- Mike, for your 40th I will buy you the Mario Kart School Extra Extract Cat uh, listen, whether or not the Switch is still on the go in 15 years we'll never know but first of all Al before that <laughs> uh, what I will say is um, if they'd announced the next Mario Kart instead I would have been much more happy with that but I'm still loving this I still think this is great I'm just you know I would have still liked Mario Kart the next one right you're with me on that oh yeah well shut up now (laughs) that's the only thing we're allowed to agree on Uh, okay next up uh, now what I'll do here I'm going to go through a few of these because there's quite a lot here because there's one other really big one I want to get to but I'm going to go through these and just get your thoughts on them so next up uh, my Nintendo have got a bunch of Mario challenges to win a set of Super Mario Brothers 35th anniversary pins that's on till March the 31st there's also a 31st 35th anniversary event in Mario Kart Tour event which has got classic Mario and Donkey Kong this did look quite cool Al with the little pixely uh, it did I'm looking forward to getting them yeah so that's a couple of days time 35th anniversary merch coming to the Nintendo store uh, you've also got the Ninji speedrun coming to Super Mario Maker 2 November 2020 Anton I'll just come to you there very quickly that one um, that's cool isn't it I mean that gives you more options I guess more than anything yeah they, I believe they're adding a level to it uh, seems a little bit you know with a game with like millions and millions of levels it's not the most exciting I think they just wanted to tie in as many things to this one uh, moment as possible but yeah, I'll take yeah. it it's free it's give free. me my cynicism hat back Uh, next up Smash Brothers Ultimate uh, X Super Mario an online Mario themed tournament later this year you've also got Splatoon 2 Splatfest a Super Mario Splatfest coming in January 2021 sure they finished the Splatfest but that's cool Uh, super size from a super mushroom and invincibility from a superstar for against invincibility from a superstar so you can decide whether you prefer the mushrooms or the superstar invincibility Uh, Splatoon 2 Splatfest official keychains from my Nintendo January 2021 and the 
official t-shirts also from January 2021. The eShop's been given a Mario makeover. I tested that out and as I said, you bought a game for 179 It's quite cool. Mario runs across the screen in a very old school pixely way, which I thought was quite amusing for three seconds. So yeah, you can check that out. Just go in the eShop, you'll see it. <laughs> Animal Crossing, New Horizons, uh, Super Mario, New furniture for the crossover there for March 2021. Anton, just going to come to you on the Animal Crossing stuff there um, because, again, you know, it's it's cool. It's great to see Animal yeah. Crossing just getting out there and, and, you know, being involved in so many things. It, it makes complete sense that this would happen, but it's a cool thing, right? Yeah, it's interesting. It's, uh, it's also weird because it will be correlating with the one-year anniversary of the game, which uh, I wonder how there's going to happen because I, I think with how many updates Animal Crossing gets it's very likely they would do something so you know, mm. a little bit of 8-bit flourishes around the island should be nice if you need a new pair of trainers Puma have teamed up with Super Mario for a limited edition RS Dreamers running shoes they're out now um, quick yes or no I, I kind of like them but they are quite bright I have Homer Simpson Converse so, <laughs> of course you do <laughs> so so <laughs> So for me, I'm like they're less wild than my Homer Simpson Converse, and they're it's all they look all right. Uh, yes or no, Anton? Uh, I'm a no, but mainly because I wear like exclusively dress shoes because oh, I like course, how so smooth do. they are on the bottom, <laughs> so I can slide across <laughs> oh, the supermarkets. <laughs> uh, so th- this it. is too much traction for me. <laughs> okay, fair enough, uh, Alistair. Not the answer I was expecting, but sure. <sighs> Um, not far more boring, no, but it's not that it, I've, got, I've got nothing against them. They're just not something I would wear, but they're, they're fine. It's cool. Just well, cashing for in. your it's son. Uh, I'm not spending that much money on a pair of trainers. five <laughs> years old. <laughs> neither, neither. Okay. Uh, Black Milk Super Mario, an exclusive Mario-themed clothing line coming out in October the 5th. Hasbro have also teamed up with Super Mario. They've got a Mario-themed Monopoly and Jenga. That's out now. Sounds cool. Uh, Jack Specific have teamed up with Super Mario for new, new Mario statues. They're out now. Lego and Super Mario, out now. Kinder Joy right. and Super Mario, out now. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? A couple more and then we'll, we'll talk about these historical Super Mario plushes will be available on the Nintendo UK Online as well. And Super... Oh, no, we'll come on to that one in a second. So, yeah, lots of stuff there. <laughs> lots of merchandise and stuff. There yes. is lots of merch, but you can't blame them. I mean, I, I, I normally I would probably be the first person to be blaming them for cashing in, but it's a good opportunity to do it. Nintendo's not going to have Mario turning 35 every year. So mm. I will be quite happy. They can make all their merch. People will buy it. It's fine. It's good. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. It makes me wonder how much stuff that's they've got as well as this because we we recently talked about the Mario glue that's coming in out in Germany they've got Mario Oreos uh, they've got the Nintendo world there's just going to be Mario everywhere they're planning to release the movie about now so uh, it looks like uh, even if you close your eyes we're not going to be able to escape Mario anytime soon no you've also got some more merch that's exclusive to Japan as well so they're going to be selling some retro Super Mario merch uh, also they'll be selling some cookie tins with surprise artwork and uh, <laughs> Alba have teamed up with Super Mario as well for a Japanese line of watches I would like an Alba Super Mario l- watch I'm going to see if I can get my hands on one of those I bet you that's not going to be easy but that, that looks cool uh, leaves us with two more items uh, from the Mario Direct first of all Super Mario All-Stars is out now on the Super Nintendo online app so that's your NES Classics plus the Lost Levels. I've been on already and had a go. Um, That's so cool. It is really cool. One thing I will say is those games of of, of everything have dated uh, in terms of 
you know, when you sort of hold them up against sort of the SNES games, you know, you do feel the difference. You're a bit like, ooh, this is tough. But still great. And I, I think the fact that they've released that collection is really cool. It's not one I think I'll spend hours and hours playing, but it's a nice way to, to get some retro goodness. Al, what's your thoughts on it? I'm really pleased. I mean, I remember when... Oh, God, it makes me old. I remember when All-Stars was released first time around on the SNES and all of a sudden they took the old games, they upgraded the graphics hugely and it blew my mind. I thought these things just looked phenomenal. And the fact that you can now play them all in either the original native forms through NES Online or through the All-Stars, I think is just a really nice little... um, a nice little touch and the fact they've given it to us effectively for free rather than charging us for it is unexpected and a very pleasant unexpected thing it's like happy birthday from Nintendo thank you very much Yeah, I thought that was cool yeah you know it's I, I personally am someone who prefers the original art style of the NES ones but it's fantastic to have and I think it's a tactical thing of just placing it here and being like okay there was an All-Stars it's a different game don't get them confused <laughs> 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 yeah, well, that's it because you know there there are some differences technically from the All Stars version to the original NES games when they ported them over. There were some um, changes that were made. Uh, some of it improved it. Some of it made it more difficult. There's a there's a glitch with something to do with jumping on a wall, I believe, and uh, where it doesn't uh, the the physics don't work quite correctly. So you have to sort of correct the way you play slightly. So there are a couple of issues. So there's things to look out for there. But um, yeah, it's cool, and I'm really pleased. But there was one other announcement which I think got every. Everybody very, very, very excited. And that was the announcement that <laughs> Super Mario 3D All-Stars was coming. It would be featuring Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and, of course, Super Mario Galaxy. It's high-resolution, widescreen, music player mode, which had all the music, which looked cool, optional motion controls, limited-run digital release until March, and limited print physical releases coming out in 12 days' time. And I think this is the first time where we've all truly pre-ordered the same thing. Anton. Indeed. uh, On our lovely Discord community, everybody was like out there on their own different sites refreshing the button, waiting for it to go live. Uh, I think me and Mike have grabbed physical copies. You went digital, am I correct, Al? No, I've gone... I was... When I was saying I spent my 25 hour voucher, I was sort of being like off. I've sort of written my head. I have actually bought it from Amazon with real Ah, The sanity. (laughs) Good, wise choice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want a physical copy of this game. I'm just so, so excited about it coming out. I mean, you both know I think Mario 64 is probably one of my favourite games of all time. I've completed it, I think, at least twice over to 100% all the star, all 120 stars off the top of my head. Um, and I'm pretty sure I've started Sunshine and Galaxy, but never completed either. And I can't remember why. Didn't get very far with either one. So I'm really looking forward to going and actually probably playing these games in depth and just, oh, I'm giddy with excitement, as is, as you say, Anton, our entire Discord, who I think everybody in there seems to be it. <laughs> it's gone. Yeah. It's it's very popular. It's been a very popular choice. I mean, it's one that we had been talking about and predicted on and off for a few months. I think the fact that they're all in one pack, the fact it's coming out this this month, um, it's great. And it's funny because I actually haven't played all three games like I, I properly. I mean, I played bits of 64 and, you know, played it several times, but... Um, the actual, um, you know, the actual kind of fact that you can get all three, you can sort of take them on on the Switch, which is great. The widescreen is a really cool thing as well. It's going to be the optimum way to play these games. Um, And it's just great. It's just, I think it's good value. I know it's not cheap here, but between 40 and 50 pounds, depending where you get it from at the moment. Um, uh, But it's good value in that it's going to be hours and hours of of gameplay there. Um, One question, Anton, 
Um, should they have included Super Mario Galaxy 2? I, I think they should have, but I have a, a conspiracy theory for you as for why they never included Galaxy 2. One, obviously, Kelf, I think the prevalent theory is that it just looks clean and slick to just have the three hmm. big titles. But my theory is that because it's a limited release, they know for a lot of people, Galaxy is the most, like it's the one that's aged the best and it's the one that a lot of people still want to go back and play. So I think after this limited run time has passed, they're going to do a Galaxy 1 and 2 collection for the Switch and that's how they're going to be able to make a little bit of money off Galaxy still. Uh, yeah. Which, yeah. to be honest, I would still probably buy it again. <laughs> and that's the thing that's annoying me because I'm like, yeah. it's just such an annoying, you know, Nintendo way of doing things. But yeah, I'm still like you, Anton. I'm going to go, yeah, I'll probably buy that. Yeah, but it's super exciting to have this. I tried to, just out of curiosity, because I saw some people complaining about the price. And I'm like, yeah, Sunshine's cost quite a lot still. So mm. I went on to CX. I priced up to buy a copy of each of the original games. It came to like £81. So I'm like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Let's buy the full set. It's going to be really exciting. And I think for a lot of people, you know, a lot, like, I personally hate the N64 controller. Cover your ears, Al. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm thinking a lot of people aren't really wanting to go back to waggle controls in a Wii. So it's going to be really nice to go back and play these games with some really fantastic Switch controllers. Yeah, yeah. Can I put forward my only negative about this? And I, I, I know that... Actually, I'm almost two minds about whether it's a negative. So Mario 64, I think Sunshine still looks really good. I think Galaxy looks really good. Mario 64 does look quite dated. And mm. if they had updated the graphics, so when they did the original All-Stars, they updated all those things to look like their SNES games, I really wish they'd done a texture overhaul on Mario 64 and made it look like a modern game, almost like Odyssey. But at the same time, Actually, if they'd yeah. done that, they'd have gone, bah, you've got rid of what made it good, it was 64 bit. So it would have been nice if there was a option to do it, the original look, or upgraded graphics. But that's, it's a teeny tiny niggle in what is an awesome, awesome package. I think there is a, there is some sort of upgrade, isn't there, Anton? Is there not some yeah, sort of... Yeah, they've upscaled the resolution, but you do bring up a good point, Alistar, where... We had recently the Super Mario 64 PC port, which was made mm-hmm. off the native code. As far as I can tell, this is just really good emulation on the Switch. So, for instance, the widescreen's been brought to Sunshine, but it's not been brought to 64, I believe. So yeah, there I are sure things that. that, you know, could have been done better, especially considering isn't like the... Yeah, like, I'm sure Nintendo has source code for some of these old games. So, you know... But admittedly, they could probably charge us all £50 for 64 HD or 5K or yeah. whenever they decide to well, do it. To be they honest, did. if they reskinned the whole thing and made it look like a galaxy, I would buy your 64 on its own for the story and the gameplay and the way the whole thing was set up, just looking pretty. I would pay for that. Mm, yeah, I mean, they've done th- those kind of, you know, you can play 8-bit or you can play new version with things like Wonder Boy and stuff. Maybe this is just because it's 64-bit, maybe it's a slightly different, you know, yeah. process, I would guess. I would be... Curious to see because they did a, was it Super Mario 64 DS? And that one added a lot of features. It added like smoother models. It added Luigi and Yoshi to the game. I think Yoshi. Like they added a really? bunch in that. Wario was in that one and multiplayer. Hmm. So it'd be curious to see if any of those features trickle in because even with the new Super Mario 3D World, they've added stuff to that. Like they've added online, they've added stuff like it runs faster, it's slightly quicker. Mm-hmm. 
but they never mentioned it until right. So hopefully they do something maybe mentioning because yeah. there's a lot they could add to these games. So yeah, there might be stuff as you said. There might be stuff in there that they haven't talked about yet, and and that will be that would be nice. I suspect we we'll probably know most, but we'll see. Uh, right, very quickly then, score out of ten, um, and anything that you thought was missing from it. Very briefly, starting with Alistair. Uh, I will probably give it a 9.9 9 out of 10 because I was just so happy with it and it came out of nowhere. If if I'm building to it knowing this was coming, I might have had different feelings. But really, I, the only thing they could have announced different is, I don't know, add N64 online. But really, I'm just happy. I don't care what was missing. I'm happy. 9.9 9 out of 10. Yeah. Anton? Uh, I again similar to Al I'm a 9.9 out of 10 I think the only thing like for me a 10 out of 10 is I'm going yes my arms are up in the air and I'm screaming the entire time I wasn't screaming when they did the limited run bit but also of that my hands were up most of the time so 9.9 almost flawless marks Mike Mario yeah, Kart 9.9 for me too it would only be a 10 had they added in Galaxy 2 into the collection then I'd have gone 10 but 9.9 and I'm amazed because considering you had two negatives Al that's that's very good so we'll the positives uh, outweighed them by yeah. a huge weight Dude, I to forget excellent. negatives don't care about them <laughs> Okay, so that wraps up a mammoth amount of Mario. Yeah. Uh, but we could talk about it forever, but we really need to move on because there are many other news stories, some rumours, and then the quiz. So I'm going to fly through the rest of the news stories this week. We can talk about them, obviously, as much or as little as we need to. But Mario has, uh, well, he stamped his authority on this episode. So next up, uh, we have from Ripstone Games, they've announced Poker Club. It's a high-end poker sim featuring... Cross play. Um, I mean, I kind of like poker, but uh, do, do I want this game, Al? I don't see why, unless you really like poker. <laughs> I mean, it's just a poker stuff. I love the blurb that came out in the press release. It was, oh, we're using ray tracing and it's immersive and it's cross platform. And it's like, I don't care. It's poker. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird how high end it's looking. Like, uh, it kind of reminds me of like in 2005 and Rock when Rockstar were kind of didn't know what they were doing, so they were doing like tennis games. Oh, the table like, tennis game. That table tennis yeah, game like, is great. Oh, yeah. So I'm kind of like getting that vibe from this. I'm like, you know what? Any game that has ray tracing in it right now in 2020, I'm like, it's pretty high end. It's bespoke. Uh, so I'm impressed. It's looking too good but I never want to play poker so I guess I'll play GTA Online or something mm. you know it actually looks quite good <laughs> it actually yeah, it looks, looks alright it's weird it's crazy it's madness <laughs> and it does remind me of that table tennis rockstar game that was a bit weird um, you know just in terms of it's kind of looking aesthetic but um, mm-hmm. yeah no I think this looks alright uh, I'm not really sure whether it's going to be one that we're going to bother about but it's coming anyway and it's going to have cross play which is good because it's going to be out on all platforms next up Pocket have announced Think Home Fit, which is a new fitness game coming out in Japan, 29th of October. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, well, I've said for a while we want more kind of fitness things on the Switch. Uh, is this the one that people are going to want to get, uh, Anton? Um, it's hard to say. It's got such tough competition going up against Ring Fit Adventure. I think if it came out earlier, maybe. Uh, you know, it's got very much Wii Fit vibes and it looks fairly slick and professional but I would just buy Ring Fit that's that's kind of how I'm feeling I don't know I think this is aimed at people who've had Ring Fit and have done Ring Fit to death and are looking for something else because uh, I, I, I see where you're coming from but it's, I think they're just going for the 
the market. There's not really been much come out. He's utilised the ring the fit controller, ring fit controller, ring controller, whatever they called it. It's not much really. So this kind of makes sense. It just gives people another opportunity to use that peripheral that they spent a fortune buying. So yeah, it might be a fairly big success, but it's only in Japan at the moment. You can't actually get it in the West. So it's a bit of a moot point for us to discuss it at this exact moment in time, unless yeah. we desperately wanted it and wanted to petition to bring it over. So you you can use the same ring fit. Is that what we're seeing with this? Yeah, I think so. I think you use the same controller from what I've read. Because if that's the case, I think this is this is. Oh good. yeah, yeah. Sorry, I thought it was its own separate entity. Yeah, that would be quite handy, definitely. Because because if that's the case, then that that does change it for me, just in terms of um, what it is. I mean, certainly it'll use the Joy Cons in a similar way to the Ring Fit uses it. Um, but would I'd need to know more to see if it actually does utilize the actual ring? Because if that's I the maybe case, maybe misunderstood, but that was what I took from it anyway. Mm, okay, we'll double check that for next week because I think that that for me has got two different. Um, Ratings. If it doesn't have the ring fit within it to be utilised, then I'll say that it's still a decent enough idea for people that want it. If it's got the ring fit and you can use it, that's great because that's what I've been championing for championing for a while. Um, so but even uh, if it doesn't, to be honest, I mean this the, that that Fink lot apparently they're sort of the biggest exercise app in Japan. So everybody uses Fink anyway. So mm. without if if it doesn't need the ring fit, I still think it's going to be a huge success because then people could just buy this game instead of having to pay a fortune for a ring fit. Yeah. And still get a good workout. It, so either way, I think it's still probably a good idea. It doesn't look bad. I got to say, it doesn't look bad. But uh, certainly, we'll find out in October when it's released, and hopefully, over here, we'll get a release at some point too. Three D Realms have announced Graven, which is a classic fantasy first-person shooter based on Hexen. Uh, it's coming out in 2021. It's called the spiritual successor to Hexen, essentially. They're calling it kind of the sequel. Uh, I've never played Hexen, so I don't really know an awful lot about it, um, Anton. But I suspect, given that, well, if you've got a spiritual successor to something, it means that people are obviously interested in it. Yeah, this game looks interesting. Obviously, 3D Realms' last title was Ion Fury, which, you know, mm-hmm. did all right. It wasn't super loved, but it wasn't super hated. Uh, and, you know, I, I'm struggling to really get a gauge on how I feel about this one. There's bits where it looks really like a real faithful homage, and then there's some bits where they've touched it up and it kind of looks close to PS2 era. Um, you know, interesting, but I'm totally down because we don't really get many fantasy first-person games anymore. We had a, a bunch during that sort of era, but they're kind of a, a lost genre. We don't see as much as we used to, Al. That's a good point. I hadn't actually clocked that, that we'd been missing this genre. But now that you mentioned it, you are spot on. There really have not been many. I mean, to be honest, I think the fact they're doing an homage and it does look like it's come from that era, but slightly better, is kind of cool. Uh, I mean, they could have gone, just made it look like a brand new game. And when you first look at this, you go, eh, what's this? It just looks like an old game until you realise, oh, OK, they've done this deliberately. And then it sinks in that this is quite clever but I mean like you Mike I never should put in the um, the old games either the hex and stuff but uh, for those that did I imagine they'd probably be quite pleased with this so long as they actually do it justice and don't make give a rubbish game I gotta, I gotta say I like the look of it I think it looks um, it looks good and it reminds me as you said of that game, a lot of games around that year it reminds me kind of almost a bit like the earlier Elder Scrolls stuff you know it's kind of got like a little bit of a vibe of that not quite as in depth and, and obviously a different kind of game altogether but just in terms of the look and the aesthetic they've gone for a bit of that and I think it's cool I, I'm I'm interested to see how, how it does 2021 a bit to time to wait to, to get your hands on it though next up The Outer Worlds Peril on Gorgon we've got some gameplay for that it will come to the Switch at some point um, 
I'm the one that's played Outer Worlds. I haven't finished it yet. Really enjoying it so far. It's another one on my list to complete. Um, but yes, uh, it looks, again, like it's strong DLC. I'm hoping that when they do that, there's a bit of an upgrade to everything on the Switch with the Outer Worlds. It's running better than it was, but it could still do with a lot of work. Um, but it's good to see more DLC coming, Anton. Yeah, you know, it's... I'm just taken aback, you know, the thing that made the Outer Worlds so good was it just had such a strong world. And I'm loving to see how, like, you think if you were doing, like, just some quick DLC that's not the next game, you would maybe just do something different in this world. This feels like a whole new game just by how much time they put into the characters and the lore and the location. Looks really charming and kind of, uh, kind of like the, the old DLCs to, like, Fallout 3 and such, like, really... A, a meaty piece of content so we'd love to get game of the year edition at some point with all of it tied in at one slightly cheaper price <laughs> <laughs> yeah charming maybe isn't the word i'd use for it they looked a bit grim but really cool yeah. at the same time i think there's it looks like there's a lot in there's a lot of meat in those bones definitely a dlc that's i mean i don't know what they're going to charge for it but i'm gonna say definitely a dlc that's worth paying for i presume yeah yeah i mean it's um for me, I think this is good in the sense that the game itself, The Outer Worlds, is not a long game. You can finish it in 15, 20 hours. And I think that, um, you know, for me, that's great. A 15, 20 hour game is perfect. But for most people that want that kind of game, they're looking, they're wanting something that's 40, 50 hours at least. So I think that's really great that you, it, they've acknowledged that to a point and they've, they've kind of gone, well, actually, there needs to be more here. And they've done it. And I think charging for it is fine as long as they're not going to charge the price of a new game so but even if they do that as you say the content there is is good i don't think they will i think it's going to be probably a tenner or so but uh yeah one to look out for it will come to the switch eventually uh next up 8-bit door 8-bit do have unveiled a new arcade stick for 81 pounds 99 you can mod this to your heart's content it's got wireless bluetooth macro buttons instant switch and x input it's got turbo and quick toggle switch for the d-pad uh, the left analog stick the right analog stick as well and it supports ultimate software you can do everything with this anton can it cook your yeah. dinner um you know i'm pretty sure you could figure out they've actually sh- basically put big chunky soldering points so you can wire in your own buttons and sticks uh really you know eight bit toes are usually quite affordable so i think some people are looking at this price with uh, a little bit of trepidation but the actual parts they're putting in here because um, i know some arcade sticks can get into the hundreds they've done it really good and the fact that they kind of allow you to tweak it and upgrade it you know some people might just want a really good stick some people might want to just have like a couple good buttons you, they've given you the full control i'm quite impressed even though it's a, a tad out my price range al <laughs> a, a tad is one way putting it yeah i mean it's massively expensive but if you're a pro gamer and you're looking for a really good stick and you actually want to be able to mod it and tweak it and do all the things you want to do and you want it to be cross-platform because you can pretty much use this with just about any system you can think of yeah fair enough people will pay for it yeah, I think it's great. And um, as you say, it's niche, but then there are plenty of people within that niche that want to, to get their hands on something like this. Next up, Paper Mario producer said, ever since Paper Mario Color Splash, we've had almost complete control over the creative direction of the game. Mr. Miyamoto's checked in on development a couple of times, but there were no specific requests to make changes. However, all character designs have to pass a check by our IP team, which is pretty strict. Nonetheless, we were allowed to change the outfits of some toads in this game. I've talked about this before. I'll talk about it very briefly. Um, One of the complaints about the new game, uh, which I'm nearly finished now, 
uh, is that they didn't have there weren't a lot they can do with the the designs of the characters because they don't allow it and they don't you know they're very strict with their IP with their characters and and for example toads appear everywhere and they're it's essentially the same toad the whole time I actually think they do quite a good job with it um, I actually think they do um, quite a good job with trying to make them unique within the confines of what they do but um, yeah I mean. It doesn't hugely surprise me that there's a lot of control over that, Anton. Yeah, and it's it's interesting that they note that before Color Splash, apparently there wasn't much creative direction. <laughs> so basically, that sounds about right because Sticker Star and Color Splash were very just dry Mario games. Like they just felt corporate and just sterile. Where the the new one looks fairly good, and it's um. Yeah, it's interesting that there, he's basically like, yeah, there was a change at some point. At some mm-hmm. point, things changed, which uh, makes I feel, me more curious of what was before. I feel just very briefly, Al, I feel like he's almost also saying, though, it would be great to have more control. Kind of. I think I feel like kind of not quite sticking at Nintendo, but I don't quite know why they come out and said that, because that sort of feels like biting the hand that feeds. <laughs> yeah, when they had control of us, it was rubbish and it was terrible, but now we can do what we want and it's great. Uh, oh, no, but Miyamoto keeps, a, keeps an eye on us. Yeah, definitely. Mm. I don't quite understand why they've bothered seeing this. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an interesting insight behind the curtain. Not a huge surprise, but... Don't, don't understand why. Yeah. Come out. <laughs> well, look, I mean, I know there's been a lot of talk about the direction of Paper Mario. Maybe it was in response to people saying you should have made it more like a thousand year door rather than the way you have done it, more RPG esque. So I think they were kind of saying, look, it was our decision. Um, but I think they've also given an insight into the control that is, you know, placed on them as as developers with that game. Uh, right, up to one week before release, you can now cancel Switch eShop pre orders. That is good. Uh, it's a good move. Everybody agreed? Agreed. Absolutely. Good. YouTube nerds and makers have released free 3D print files for the Switch pin so you can turn your flat screen TV and Nintendo Switch into a pinball machine. Um, that sounds fun. I have no clue how you would do it, but it sounds fun. Uh, Al, are you going to make a pl- pinball machine out of your TV? I think Switch? the only person I know that can do that is Leona because she has a 3D printer. But yes. it's cool, but I don't play pinball and I have no interest in it. So, done. Cool. I mean, yeah. I literally asked Leona the other day whether if I stuck my head in the 3D printer, would that make another one of my heads? Um, so I'm not sure I have the best grasp of knowledge on 3D printers, but uh, Anton, uh, what about you? Yeah, you know, at first when I, I saw the headlines, I was like, huh? And then I actually saw the video of the guy using it and he's basically propped his ta- TV on a table. It's got a little wee block of 3D printed plastic where you insert your Joy-Cons, gives you normal side buttons and looks quite fun. Um uh, very niche but fun <laughs> mm-hmm. very niche but fun is a good description next up Pokemon Go have lost support for Android 5 iOS 10 and iOS 11 in addition to the f- iPhone 5S and iPhone 6 so if you're playing on those then pff, well you, you're you not getting the, the proper experience I guess um, anyone still playing Pokemon Go? I know nah, a few people but... still do mm-hmm. I don't uh, and to be honest, I don't think there's major news. There can't be that many people left with legacy phones. And it's not a massive surprise because technology moves on all the time. These things are going to get... It's not that they're going to stop working. They're just not being supported. So Niantic's pretty much said, if you've got a glitch, you've got a problem. Well, after this, is kind of up to you. Sorry, buds. Yeah. So, meh. Progress. Yeah. Uh, okay, moving on then. Pokemon Masters EX marketing campaign have sent entertain. Uh, sorry, so, is this a new hashtag? Did I explain it, Anton? I've lost. Yeah. Where we're uh, at. Basically, <laughs> Pokemon Masters EX, you know, really exciting game. 
um, has entertained Twitter greatly. Got to number one in trending, uh, mainly due to you know the AX plus the S of Masters making a very fun hashtag for everyone. Uh, many memes, uh, some not safe for work, some okay for work. Um, but yeah, 2020. <laughs> Fair enough. We'll go with you on that one. God and Monsters has been re- renamed to Immortals Phoenix Rising, which I'm excited about. We know that there's going to be a second forward from Ubisoft on the 10th of September, so that's in the next few days. It's going to be 8, eight o'clock UK time, and it's going to feature this and Roller Champions. Two games I'm really interested for, actually. And um, yeah, I'm excited to find out more about these games, particularly Phoenix Rising, what it is, it's now called Alistair. Yeah, I'm fascinated to see the, what they say about them both too. I'm quite excited about um, Immortals Phoenix Rising, but I don't get why they've changed the name. I thought Gods and Monsters was fine. And from what I can Google, the only other thing called Gods and Monsters is a 1998 drama movie. So I don't get it. But fine, if they want to change the name, I'm not going to complain about that too much. Just let us see the games and then give yeah. them to us. So we can Just play. make the game good, Anton. Yeah, you know, it's weird. I kind of preferred the original title. This one feels a tad more generic, but apparently yeah. the game went for a bit of a reboot midway through production so it's possibly reflective of that shift in direction but yeah this second Ubisoft forward seems a lot more a less bro if you know what I mean like the other ones like yeah we've got The Division and Rainbow Six Siege and a new Assassin's Creed where this one's like oh this is a fun rollerblade game uh, with like sports and, it looks cool and then though it, does, it looks good I'm, in, I'm interested to see what they've done with it so yeah it's um, it's going to be an interesting one of course it is just the 10th for that forward there'll be loads of stuff in there 8 o'clock well worth watching uh, studio behind Nuclear Throne Super Crate Box and Luftrausers has closed down so a little bit of sad news there it's always sad to see uh, studios closing down but of course it can be for many reasons it could be that they're redeploying elsewhere and they've just done what they set out to do but uh, anyone play any of those games? That could be why it's closing down. I think that's Next. the problem. <laughs> once, people love them. Once Rocket League goes free to play, it's no longer going to require Nintendo Switch Online. Well done, the developers of Rocket League. They've been so good at this. I mean, there's a couple of things they've done badly. I think the loot crates got a bit wild for a while there. But um, generally, I've got to say, as a team, they've been great. They gave it away free on the PlayStation. That's now free on the Switch. You're getting... You don't even need online to play it, and you can still go online. That is the way to you know, show that you've been a success as a developer and a team and you've you've nailed it with what you've done and you're like, you know what, I'm going to give something back here. I think it's good, Al. I do think it's good, but I'm kind of almost surprised they've been allowed to do that. I thought Nintendo might have said, no, no, we don't want people ah. playing consoles without Nintendo Switch Online subscription. It'd be interesting to see if that gets backtracked on. I would hope they've been green-lighted by Nintendo before they put out that press release, but we'll see. Oh, it's um, all, I believe all free-to-play games don't require online. I think the oh, logic right? for Nintendo is, is they're making like 30% off all the microtransactions. So if it's free-to-play, they're just making more money by taxing all the the payments and then stealing, you know, maybe a couple Fortnite players over from the iPhone. Right. <laughs> Makes sense. See that? This is why we need Anton, because he's always got the answer. Uh, next up, new Doom updates, because they're amazing at updating Doom. I don't know why they're so flipping good at doing it, but Doom just gets all the updates. So the new widescreen, dehacked support, deathmatch 3.0 and split screen, additional optional crosshair, uh, gyro A, millisecond accurate timer, secret area notification, ultraviolence plus skill level, uh, BTSX episode 1 and episode 2 uh, yeah look I mean I, I say it all the time with Doom but there's some great Doom titles on the Switch they just keep giving us updates they're always really good and if you want to play Doom the Switch is one of the best places these days to play it Anton 
Yeah, and you know, they practically give these games away for free when the sales roll around. It's like a pound 40 or something like that. And it's amazing that a game from like 92 has been brought up on this podcast so many times because they've managed to add so much good stuff to it. The, yeah. You know, it's really exciting to see and I'm happy to sim widescreen because that was the one thing I was like, hmm, that would have been nice. And they've done it. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go back. I mean, I've, I said to you before, I pick up Doom now and then to play for a bit of a retro hit. I'll probably never even finish any of them, to be honest. It's just one of those games I'm like, oh, I fancy some Doom. I'll play that for half an hour and then that's me fine. Um, but Al, again, you've just got to applaud them for this constant updatingness. You do. And actually, I've got a newfound, I'm not going to say respect, Beck is maybe quite the wrong word, but I was watching High Score on Netflix, which if nobody's watched it yet, go away and watch Net- Net- High Score my on list. Netflix. It's amazing. Basically, the history of video games in about six episodes, and there's almost a whole episode just about devoted to Doom and how awesome the developers were, how awesome the game was, and the whole story behind Doom. Great. Yeah, cool. Uh, well done to Super Mario Maker 2 players. Over 20 million courses have now been uploaded to Course World. So if you, wa- if you love Mario and you want something to entertain you for 12 days until the next one the 3D collection's out then uh, go go and play Mario Maker Course Worlds if you've got Mario Maker because 20 million Anton that is insane yeah and you know the algorithm's quite good for picking out some good levels you could literally just stick to the, the top playing list and just never run out of levels I, I know a couple of people like when I've recommended it to them they've been like no way I don't want to make nothing I'm like you never need to make nothing you can just steal everybody else's creativity and have a so much video game it's crazy remarkable. and I never really thought of Mario Maker like that oh you could buy the game and just end up playing everyone else's <laughs> creations out but that's actually kind of cool it is cool, and I think that's pretty much the way Anton was largely playing it. I just saw yeah. it as another Mario game. It's, it's, it's a lovely idea. Yeah, yeah, it's really fun as well. If you've got a couple friends over and you just go into like the new levels and you just get like Mario Mission Impossible and like somebody's recreated the theme and you're going through air vents and it's just like dumb to explore with friends. It's I, I don't think Mario Maker gets it. The love it deserves. It's such a goofy game. Amazing. Fantastic. Yeah, no, it's just really, really cool. Um, uh, next up, in the US, you can now get a Switch Pro Controller and Mario Odyssey bundle for one, just under $100, ninety nine um, which seems not bad value. Converge- I mean, the Pro Controller doesn't ever really come down in price, Al, so that's uh, that seems all right. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good deal. I mean, uh, Mario Odyssey's been kicking around for a while now, but Mario games don't really tend to go down in price, so yeah, I think that's really good. Wonderful. Nice. Just We would quite like some deals like that over here, please. Yeah, because I think over there, the game, like Mario, like new games retail for 60 and then I think the Pro Controller itself retails for 60 80. So yeah. it's a real good deal if you're looking for something. And I could see myself over here, like if they said like £90, you get a Pro Controller plus Luigi's Mansion. You know, I might just invest in a little wee expansive multiplayer setup. Who knows? <laughs> Excellent. Uh, okay, it is time to move on to the rumours. You'll be glad to know we don't have too many because we've still got the quiz to go. But anyway, let's move on to this week's rumours. Now, I'm not normally one for gossip, but... First up, Nintendo are hiring for 3D CG designer uh, terrain, 3D CG... G designer, character designer, 3D CG designer, character animation, UI UX designer, and an effect designer. In other words, Nintendo are hiring. Alster, have you applied yet? <laughs> Uh, I have not. I have not done that yet. I am going back to university to go and study computing, but probably not enough to go and work for Nintendo, sadly. Cool, though. I wonder what they're working on. 
Yeah, I, I do love, I, I include this because every week, whenever they hire anyone, everybody's like, oh, you know what was 3D? F-Zero. We're getting an F-Zero game. <laughs> yeah. Which, what are they making, uh, Anton? Talking about F-Zero, the, um, remember a couple of weeks ago when we got the, they did the, we had that Twitter leak from Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Oh, where yes. they leaked uh, the the Super Mario 35th anniversary Twitter account and it was like blank, but they found out in the email when you tried to do the email recovery, it was official. Well, that same account had F-Zero. So I think uh, one of our next big games could be an F-Zero game because that leak came, like that half of the leak came true. So uh, the future could be exciting there. <laughs> I mean, that would be cool. We're definitely missing one on, on the current gen. So yeah, we'd be well up for that. Um, but yeah, there you are. So we know that something's happening, but I mean, Nintendo, there's stuff happening all the time. So it's not telling us an awful lot. Uh, just briefly as well, uh, our other rumor this week kind of together, really Microsoft's store has leaked Immortals Phoenix Rising and has shown some new screenshots, but also Bloomberg's video game reporter, Jason Schreier has shared that we should expect to see Ubisoft's Prince of Persia remake at the forward. So just looking at the forward from Ubisoft, which Ubisoft forwards is the 10th, at 8pm that's happening we're going to see more of Phoenix Rising there have been some screenshots leaked still looking good to me I've got to say and Prince of Persia Remake that's picked up some traction recently um, and again another game that I think could be a real you know feel like we're ready for that we talked about this previously Anton how with Assassin's Creed Assassin's Creed changing direction it opens up the market a bit for Prince of Persia uh, but it would be great yeah. if that was one of the games that they do talk about yeah, it's really exciting stuff. The the new Immortals uh, screenshots, it looks really good. Like, before it was looking good, you know, it had to have a Breath of the Wild field. It's really been elevated since the reboot. It's kind of got a mix of King, like Kid Icarus vibes. You're flying around. It looks looks really intriguing. I really want to see some gameplay of it. Well, all you could do is wait a week and we'll get a much better idea of what it's looking like. Exciting. <laughs> yeah, Prince of Persia for you, Al, are you, uh, would you be keen? I never played any of the original, so I haven't got the love for it. But I, I want to see what it looks like. Uh, and it will probably end up on my I want to play that list, I suspect. <laughs> That's an ever-growing list, my friend. It's an ever-growing list. Um, sure is. Right, we made it. We made it to the quiz time. I'm amazed we've made it because, to be perfectly honest, there was so much there after we finished the Mario stuff. I thought we're going to be here for about a week. But we've made it through with just an hour and five minutes on the clock. And it is now time for this week's quiz. I have so many questions. Okay, 12-10 to Anton, I believe, is the score, um, I think. Am I right? I have no <laughs> idea who won last week. I think it was 12-10 last week, so whoever won last 12, week... 12-11, oh, you won I last week, was, Did I? Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. Okay, 12-11. Go with that. 12-11. All right, okay. So, first game, are you both ready to have a go? No, Indeed. I'm just going to go make a cup of tea. Oh, and, that'd be... Uh, well, oh, you, you know what you could do? You can make a cup of tea in your new Nintendo Switch UK podcast mug. <laughs> Did I mention that? <laughs> right, okay. First game. Uh, this is a side-scrolling platform video game uh, that was first released in 1995. Uh, 1995. Rayman? Super Mario World. Ah, oh, 1-0, Anton. It's Rayman. We're straight uh, in there with Harry Jagger wow. launch game. <laughs> yes, so that was going to be my next uh, my next point. Was that it was originally designed for the Jaguar in 1995, and then we got it on the PlayStation, the Saturn, wow, MS DOS, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, DSi, iOS, Android, and there's been many games since. But yes, well done, well done. That is a 
Why, thank you. I, I wish they bring it to a new console soon because that original is so fantastic game. Yeah, it's so vibrant and bright and sort of, you know... Well, I mean, Ray- Rayman, actually, surprisingly, the, the newer game is very good and it's on sale right now as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm really surprised we haven't gotten, like, a Rayman trilogy at some point. Like, they're all very different games, but all, like, well-renowned titles. But we've got a quiz to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next game then. So it's 1-0 to Anton. Uh, this game is a platform puzzle video game. It has players explore and liberate an alien city. Aliens. Nope. Platform puzzle video game. Alien city. Uh, city. Nope. <laughs> uh, the, ga- the, the city has been overthrown by the evil monochromatic INKT Corporation. Uh, that's taken over the city and outlawed all colour and fun from daily life. It sounds like me and Al. We're like, we're colourblind. Y'all can be colourblind too. <laughs> um, Mad World? No. I don't know. It's Raymond Bell though, actually. But I can't think what it is. Okay. Uh, it was developed by Blue Tongue Entertainment for the Wii. There was a cancelled version for the Nintendo DS being developed by another developer. And uh, both games were published by THQ. Ooh. No, it's not. No. Uh, to be um, fair, I kind of switched off around about the Wii era, so this might have passed me by, even though it was sounding familiar. Oh, an in- Epic Mickey? No, a Nintendo Switch port was released on June the 26th, 2018. The sequel hmm. was also released on the Nintendo Switch. I'm doing my puzzled raised eyebrow expression for anyone that's not looking at uh, us on YouTube right now. I'm just going to go black and white. <laughs> no. Uh, let me give you the gameplay, because that might help. The character starts out, which is the name of the game, starts out as a ball of clear water. You're free to roll around and collect paint in three colours of red, yellow and blue, which can be combined into green, orange, purple and brown. Then you merely have to touch a building, lamppost, billboard or other object for the entire surface of said object to be smeared in that current colour. Is it called colour? No. The blob? Well done, Anton. It is the blob. You got there in ah! the end. <laughs> I thought you would have jumped in there, Alistair, earlier. I thought you played the blob at some point. No, I've never played that the blob. That was me. Ah. Uh, was yeah. <laughs> so I, I was the one who played the blob, the blob and then and got too confused as the levels. Oh, I don't but remember you talking about that. As the levels yeah. went on, it got too confusing and I had to give up. But uh, I will revisit it on the Switch at some point, but uh, not at the moment. Okay, 2-0 to Anton, which means that the final one, um, it, it, well, it doesn't matter who wins, but it's a it lot of fun. It doesn't matter. So, <laughs> Alistair, you can go... F- uh, no, Anton, you can go first. Uh, and the, you just need to tell me the year of this game. The game this week is called I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream. Uh, hmm. uh, let's go I have no idea completely I'm just going to go in the, somewhere in the middle of time 2005 okay uh, Alistair well I'm thinking it's probably 90 so I'll go 2004 so it's the right side <laughs> you're sneaky but it's a sneaky tactic that won this week because uh, you're right it was the 90s it was 1995 uh, this was a point-and-click adventure game by Cyber Dreams and the Dreamers Guild, uh, and it's based on a short story of the same title by Harlan Ellison. Uh, it takes place in a dystopian world where a mastermind artificial intelligent named uh, intelligence named AM or Am has destroyed all of humanity except for five people, whom he's been keeping alive and torturing for the past hundred and nine years by constructing metaphorical adventures based on each character's fatal flaws. 
Nice. It's kind of cool idea. I want to read that book. Um, there's that, some. That's dark. There's some heavy, heavy, heavy topics in this one. I mean, really heavy. You, you don't. You want to be in that kind of mood to play it. I don't think you want to be playing this when you're feeling happy go lucky because I think you'd be very depressed afterwards. But it is. Um, it is well received and it, it gets really good reviews even now as a point and click. Mm. So well worth checking out. So it's uh, the point-and-click equivalent of Fear Factor, basically. Essentially, yes. It's, um, <laughs> even the even the art of the PC version is disturbing. It's got a face, but some sort of weird robotic hand over the mouth. And, oh, it's creepy. Nice. I have no mouth nice. and I must scream, is the name of the game. <laughs> so, Rotary, is that 1311? 13, uh, 14, no, 1311, because Anton only gets a point. No, it must be 1312, because if you won last week, you get two points, don't you? So it must be 1312, because last week it was 1210, uh-huh. and then you got your two points. Oh, yeah. So 1212. 1312. That's right. Anton is in the rightful place of winning, which is where he should be, even though uh, mm. he's getting well, half the points I get. Yeah, one day I'll work out <laughs> what the actual score would be, and then we'll all go, oh, yeah, okay, fair enough. It's 132 or something. But uh, yeah, anyway, pretty much. The real score. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But 13 6 it would be if it was a real score. But I mean, it's quite easy to work out if I. <laughs> We can divide by two. We're going to so. go with we're going to go with thirteen twelve. It sounds much better. Thirteen twelve. <laughs> all right, that is it. Once again, thank you so much for all your continued support and downloading the show and supporting us by listening. Also, to anyone who has signed up as one of our Patreon supporters, we really appreciate that. And if you want to check out more, it's nsukp.co.uk. Anton, over to you. Anything you want to add? Yes, and at that website, you can get links to our YouTube, our Twitters, our Facebooks, uh, and you can email the lovely Alistair at podcast at nsukp.co.uk uh, because I don't know how to read, so Alistair's on email. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to say uh, thank you to everyone who's listening to us live in our Discord at the moment because uh, that's one of the other perks. When, yes. uh, when you're Patreon, you can hear us recording with yeah. all our bloopers and errors and nonsensical nonsense that goes and on in between. You can hear all the technical woes that we have and see and our we faces. Have many. <laughs> and you've also got, yes, you see it, but you've also got the, the room chat as well in Discord so that people are, whilst we're recording, there's often conversations going on, which is often very entertaining to read as well. And we have to sort of <laughs> yeah, catch try to up avoid reading talking. it while you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, that is it. Thank you so much. Enjoy your week. We'll be back in a week's time. And until then, we'll see you soon. Goodbye. Cheerio. Au revoir.